Welcome to the Chapman CG Podcast, inspiring and informative conversations with HR leaders from around the world. Finding success within the matrix structure. Multinational organizations have long faced the question of how to structure themselves, given increasing customer sophistication, expanding markets, and technological advancements. Most organizations have organized themselves into a matrix structure, some willingly, while others have found it was a slow, organic shift over time. The challenges of leading in this type of environment are well known as they require new methods of information sharing and more innovative ways of managing employees and day-to-day operations. I'm here with Malcolm Dorr, Asia-Pacific HR Director at Halliard Health, to discuss how to manage within the matrix to ensure global alignment and local team cohesiveness. Welcome, Malcolm. Great to have you with us today. Hi, Fiona. Good to be here. Well, you're certainly someone who is well-experienced working in a global matrix, previously in your global and regional roles at Thomson Reuters and now at Halliard. Tell us a little about your current role at Halliard. Yeah, so I'm HR Director for Asia-Pacific for Halliard Health. Um, I joined in July 2015, so pretty early in my tenure. Uh, Halyard is a global medical technology company. It spun out of Kimberley-Clark in um, November 2014, so we're um, relatively new uh, as an independent sort of company. Uh, We focus on both consumables and, and medical devices across a number of um, business lines, um, infection prevention, surgical solutions, uh, respiratory and, and digestive health, and also a, a growing sort of new business around pain management. Um, the company is uh, headquartered in Atlanta in the US, has uh, about 17,000 employees globally, and I cover about 3,500 people in APAC. Uh, both on the business side and also on the manufacturing side. We have a big manufacturing facility in Thailand. Uh, I partner with our VP for the region uh, and his management team uh, across all of the uh, strategic HR uh, elements, uh, talent obviously, organizational effectiveness, uh, employee relations reward, and also I'm responsible for the HR uh, operations across the region. Uh, So that's a short summary of my role. Great. Thanks for that background. So how do you keep a local team cohesive in one location when a lot of employees and leaders have cross-functional, multi-regional projects to manage? Yeah, it's a a good sort of question and one that I'm I'm confronting here at Hayard and I've also dealt with at sort of previous companies. it's a common sort of issue for global companies that are wanting to sort of optimise on, on a global scale, particularly around R&D and manufacturing, but they also want to penetrate uh, local markets from a, a business and, and, and sales perspective. But from my experience, I'd, I'd say there are a few things that um, uh, you know, businesses should do. Uh, firstly, they need to appoint strong uh, leaders uh, as country or as site managers uh, whether that is a dedicated or, or a double hat role, uh, it doesn't matter, but someone needs to have the responsibility for bringing the um, employee sort of population uh, together at a local level and preferably someone that can inspire uh, and influence without necessarily needing direct control of the whole structure or the whole sort of population. So I think that's probably the first and most important thing is to get that appointment right. Uh, Secondly, I think you've got to invest in that country manager 
a reasonable um, cross-functional uh, responsibilities and, and decision rights so that their role has real meaning and bite. Uh, and those responsibilities could cover sort of talent, could cover sort of external or community relations, uh, other regulatory sort of matters. Uh, but they've got to have a mandate to build one team or what I call a one team spirit uh, in that location or in that country, sort of regardless of, you know, the, the matrix structure, regardless of the fact that, you know, different teams within that location might report, you know, up different functional lines uh, regionally or, or, or globally. I also think there's an opportunity to, to leverage the sort of identity that uh, employees will have with their location, uh, their country. And I, I've found this particularly in emerging markets where uh, people are incredibly proud of um, their country's sort of economic progress. And I think if we ignore that and don't really sort of leverage that insofar as we, we build employee engagement initiatives um, and, and build a sense of you know, identity, uh, we're really missing out on a, a big sort of opportunity to drive um, engagement at, at a local level. I, I don't think we should be too dogmatic about imposing a global uh, one-size-fits-all approach in terms of HR practices. There obviously will be some uh, global sort of uh, consistency, but I think the more you can customise your HR practices for local culture and norms and to, to meet the sort of aspirations of the local sort of talent, um, I, I think that's going to be beneficial as well. Uh, and finally, I, I think you've got to create the sort of cross-functional mechanisms that can bridge an otherwise sort of divided or, or segmented org structure. And, you know, a lot of companies will put in place the local management committee uh, made up of different functional reps. Um, but even beyond that, there's uh, scope for local engagement or diversity committees, local, you know, community uh, committees, uh, or, you know, just employees sort of initiated groups. Um, and if they've got a meaningful sort of mandate and, and budget uh, beyond their normal sort of functional um, you know, lines, I think that can also act as a great sort of cohesive force uh, at a local sort of level. They're really interesting points you make, Malcolm. How do you coach leaders to manage when some of their employees have a dotted reporting relationship to other leaders outside their region? Yes, it's uh, something that um, I've uh, done a lot of uh, in terms <laughs> of coaching um, yes. local sort of GMs in terms of, you know, how do, how do they of make the matrix work. Uh, I, I think one of the most important things is to coach them not, not to obsess about the formal structure and reporting lines. Uh, I've seen people who get so sort of fixated on the structure um, that, that that becomes sort of all-consuming. Um, you know, my advice to them is that they've got to build trust um, and that building of trust, I think, is more important than the actual um, structure and reporting lines. And that trust needs to be built with local employees and, you know, offshore sort of leaders uh, who have an interest in their sort of country or their location. But, but it's important, too, that they assume sort of positive intent. Um, I don't think people who are leaning into a particular location, you know, are, are doing that because they want 
to you know control things they're, they're doing it because they have an interest in in the progress of, of that market or, or that country um, so I think that's important sort of principle as well uh, I think they can be a sort of advocate and and they can agitate if uh, the organization hasn't really clarified the local leadership uh, role versus the you know functional sort of regional and, and global leadership roles uh, so I, I would coach them to you know take the initiative um, and and look for the organization to you know clarify those uh, roles you know using racy or, or or some other methodology so there's uh, not a lot of time wasted and and energy spent um, because there's a lack of clarity between the local and the, the regional or global roles um, but they've got to get that ba balance right between uh, being an agitator um, and you know being being someone that you know is going to be um, you know part of the solution and and not just complain about uh, you know what's not working right with the uh, the matrix. Uh, so they're some of the things that um, I, I find I'm coaching sort of local leaders quite often on. Right. And how has the leadership profile of a manager in today's matrix multinational company changed from five years ago? Uh, a, a lot. <laughs> it's a short answer, I think. Yes. <laughs> um, but, but it certainly has changed a lot in um, my sort of experience, uh, particularly working across Asia over the last sort of 10 or 15 years. Um, you know, I'd repeat the, the previous sort of point. I, I think uh, the leader has to have the um, ability to build trust. Um, they've got to be a role model for, you know, openness um, in, in terms of relationships up and down uh, the structure. Uh, but, you know, they've got to be an actual sort of networker uh, who can network and influence, you know, not just within their location, but, you know, across the globe, uh, back to sort of regional headquarters, uh, back to global sort of headquarters. Uh, so, you know, their ability to, you know, influence, um, you know, stakeholders, um, you know, in other geographies uh, within the organisation, I think, is, is critical. Uh, they've, they've got to be able to inspire uh, but you know, particularly the local uh, employee population, um, you know, many of whom won't report to them. Uh, so they've got to be able to inspire without control. And, you know, to do that, they've got to have, you know, a reasonable amount of maturity and, you know, the, the, uh, the old sort of EQ. Um, you know, to put it in, in, in diplomatic speak, they've, they've got to be able to use uh, sort of soft power um, and and work that soft power through you know the range of sort of organisational mechanisms and forums that an organisation you know has um, without you know necessarily needing to rely on the formal sort of hierarchy. And, and the final thing I'd say is they've got to be a sort of local champion. So they've got to understand the local culture, the local market, uh, and. You know that you know it's partly why they're in that role because they can be the local sort of champion, but they've also got to be someone that can see the bigger sort of global picture, uh, and have a, an appreciation for you know how their market fits within the overall uh, you know global sort of strategy for uh, the organisation, um, and they've got to get that balance right between being the local champion and and 
uh, seeing the uh, the global picture. Uh, uh, and as I said before, they've got to get the balance right be between being the advocate and, and the complainer, as I say. Uh, you know, there's no use being the, the squeaky wheel um, if uh, no one's listening anymore. Um, so I, I think there are some of the elements uh, that I'd point to in terms of the sort of ideal leadership profile for you know, a manager that's in that sort of local uh, leadership sort of role. Thanks for that. There's a lot to it, that's for sure. Um, and given all of that, how does the matrix manager lead differently to a traditional manager inside a traditional reporting structure, do you think? I, I mean, I think I covered it sort of there. Um, I think, you know, a traditional sort of manager within a traditional reporting sort of structure, you know, is obviously responsibility, responsible for setting direction, um, you know, organising sort of resources and and you know, um, getting people to, you know, execute against that strategy. I mean, that that's uh, really the role of a traditional manager. Um, the role of a, a leader um, in in a sort of matrix sort of organization is, is a lot more nuanced, I think a lot more complex uh, yes. than that. Uh, because, as I say, it's, it's not about just you know, you know, setting direction. Often, it's, often it's about bringing competing sort of priorities together, uh, you know, consolidating them into a, a local plan that that you know has cohesion and, uh, and sort of makes sense. Um, and you know, it's not all about just marshalling the resources that you have within your, your structure, um, but it's about you know being being agile and being nimble. Um, you know, leveraging the resources that you have, but, um, you know, working with other parts of the organization that you don't directly control, uh, you know, to, to, to align with, you know, that local plan. So I, I think, you know, it, it's moved from, you know, being fairly, um, you know, direct uh, style of, of leader to being a leader where, you know, far more, sort of maturity, far more sort of nuance uh, is required to, to achieve success, uh, you know, within a matrix sort of structure. And finally, what advice would you give to other HR leaders on how to reduce the complexity of managing inside a matrix organisation so that local and regional teams still feel integrated? Yeah, it's a, yeah. Good, it's a good question. Uh, obviously one that I've had to think about myself and you know, one of the first things I'll say is, you know, as HR professionals, we can often fall into the trap of, of just being the sort of um, the, the, the listeners that are that are sort of listening to uh, the complaints or the, or the problems. Uh, and, you know, there's often a, a, a role to do that. Uh, but I'd say don't just listen to the problems. Uh, facilitate and lead the business to a better place. Um, so, you know, if the operating model is not working effectively, you know, for local, um, you know, markets or countries, um, you know, get in and drive, uh, you know, the management team uh, to, you know, reflect on that, to review it, uh, you know, to tweak or change uh, where, where necessary. So, you know, your role as, um, you know, champion of organisational health and organisational effectiveness really comes into play. Uh, so I think if HR are proposing, are facilitating uh, those sort of conversations and, you know, a, a process to, to review the effectiveness 
um, of the operating model to, to see how the matrix can work better, um, to clarify the sort of roles and responsibilities um, and decision rights you know, within the matrix um, if that's not clear, then I think that gives you know the HR leader a, a critical sort of role, and and you know they can be a real part of improving the sort of effectiveness um, you know of the organisation. And I guess the final thing I'd say is you know don't think that it's all about structure. So yes, maybe the structure needs to be reviewed from time to time, um, but structure is is rarely um, you know the the answer, or, or certainly not the only answer. Uh, so partner with a business uh, to develop the right sort of organisational mechanisms that you know go around that structure, um, and you know don't stop talking about the sort of leadership behaviours uh, that are going to be essential to make the the matrix work, you know, regardless of of, of the structure, and, and be a sort of champion for um, you know the right sort of leadership uh, behaviours. And I've, I've spoken about a number of those. Oh, thank you. That that advice is really useful for many of our listeners, I'm sure. Well, that about wraps it up. Thank you for sharing your knowledge and insights with us today, Malcolm. Thanks, Fiona. Good to talk to you. That was Malcolm Dore, Asia-Pacific HR Director at Halliard Health, discussing how to find success in a global matrix structure. For more excellent conversations from Chapman CG, subscribe to our podcast series or check us out at chapmancg.com.